Christian, I want to thank you for taking this time this early morning, Saturday morning, to come yes. in here and to be on the podcast. I've wanted to have you on for a long time. I've talked to you a long time ago, I think. And then we met at one of the um, UP, is it called the UP organization? There was um. one of their fundraisers. <laughs> I, I met you at the organization and you said, sure. You said, yeah, let's get together. And, but you're quite busy because you're involved in so many different things. Mm, yeah, that, that, that's right. You're involved so. in almost <laughs> everything. So I don't know much about you, so this gets, gives me a chance to. Let's start off with, where were you born? I was born in Cologne. It's uh, one of the oldest cities in Germany, mm -hmm. which is at the Rhine River. And it's famous for carnival and for happy people. For carnivals? Carnival, carnival. Really? Not carnivores. Car carnival, carnival. The, you know the celebration. I know carnival. In, yeah, carnival. In, yeah. Yes. Don't see, and if I say anything about the way you're saying it, I yes. speak. I speak two languages only. Yes. <laughs> so, and I used to think that everyone else had an accent until yes. I realized mm. <laughs> everybody has an accent. Mm. Yeah. Let me ask you this. So, do you have siblings? Do you have brothers and sisters? I have uh, one brother. Is he older or younger? He's uh, four years younger than me. Are you guys close? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, he's, he's living in Germany, of course, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, so but did you grow up to be close? I mean, did you play a lot together and do you do things together? <coughs> we did a lot together. Mm -hmm. we, we did skateboarding. We, um, <coughs> he, he is a musician. Um, he plays uh, classical guitar. I played the piano. Um, yeah, I mean... We and skateboarding and then basketball. So he he had, he was always very fanatic and very radical in everything he was doing. So he was uh, getting all the Michael Jordan videos. He put weights on his feet and then he he learned to dunk. And uh, <coughs> I was always doing basketball. I was doing skateboarding. Maybe I was a little bit more passionate about it, mm -hmm. like like him. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so we, we, we did a lot together, but uh, you know, sometimes, of course, between brothers, you also have some different opinions, and uh, there's also this eternal rivalry between men, uh, kind of this competitive spirit, and sometimes this comes also through, I would say. Tell me, so like when you were growing up, were you, would you consider yourself to be more academic, or were you more sports-minded? That's a good, it's a good question. Um, actually, I mean, uh, f my father was a physicist, uh, uh, or is a physicist and a scientist. Uh, at the same time, he's a musician, uh, he's doing sports, and uh, so we had a, quite a universal uh, upbringing uh, where we had philosophical discussions on the one hand side, and on the other hand, actually, yeah, I, I was... I think you did gymnastics, right? I was a gymnast. For I, I did also gymnastics. Is and that right? I went up to the German championships. Uh, yes. You were a competitive gymnast? Yes, yes. When did you uh, start? How, how old were you when you started? Now you got me uh, interested. <laughs> <laughs> I was seven years old. When May, seven years old? or Yeah, seven years old when I started. Because I started when I was 15, so I was mm. really late in oh, doing it. Oh, okay. And it's because they wouldn't let me get involved in other areas because of my temperament. Mm. Okay. I wasn't good in team sports. Ah. <laughs> I wasn't very good at all. And I tended to be on more on the hot end. Mm. If, if someone hit me and, they didn't, and I, ha I didn't have the ball or I thought it was unfair and the judge didn't see it. So when gymnastics came along, 
it was, it fit me perfectly because you have to be a little messed up in your head to be a gymnast. Mm. You, can't <laughs> be, you can't be a normal person to be a gymnast. Yeah, yeah. It's the most extreme sport mm. you could ever be involved in. <clears throat> yeah, that, that's right. And everybody, so. that's what tickles me when you think about it, Christian. Think about all the sports that became, they start calling them extreme sports, but when do they call them extreme sports? When they start doing gymnastic skills in them. Mm, mm. It's not until they do a flip does it become extreme. Yeah. <laughs> right? <clears throat> I think, um, I mean, doing this kind of sport, uh, which you use body and mind, uh, is the utmost kind of uh, striving for perfection. And um, <clears throat> so, you know, I, I was always very ambitious uh, since my childhood. And when there was a competition and, you know, you do all the di different disciplines and then you lead until the, the last one and then you do a mistake and then you get a silver medal. So I, I had this kind of scene uh, where I was leading and then I just only got the silver medal. I mean, silver medal is also, is also good, but... Uh, you were second place, you missed first place by the Yeah, and I was so angry about myself. And then I, d I wanted to go home, actually. I didn't want to stand on the podium with a silver medal. Because you so knew you were number one. Yeah, exactly. So Let me ask you, what, what, tell me about that event right away. What was your favorite apparatus? What was your favorite area in gymnastics? Oh, floor. That's yeah. the base of mm. all gymnastics. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. But not everybody. <laughs> when, I would, when I did gymnastics, you could pick one piece of equipment. Yeah. And I think mm. by your time, you had to be an all-around if you wanted to compete. Yes. Because yes. I went to city, and it depends mm. on how, many, how big your area is, too. I went to city. Mm. I went to league and then city, and our league was big. We had a lot of people in our league. Mm, mm. So to get into league, you had to be good. Yeah. Because you're competing against so many people. But I made, it to I made it to league, and then I made it to city, but I didn't make it to state. Because mm, mm. it, ch it changed. The United States is, of course, much bigger oh. than Germany. So <laughs> it changed drastically. Mm. What was one of your biggest skills that you could do on floor exercise? I don't know how to express this in well, English. Well, express this. Show um, me in your hands. Do a double back. Could you do a double back flip? Double back, for example. Could you double yeah. full? Uh, no, this one I couldn't. Okay. Uh, I had trouble doing fulls. I could mm. do the double, but I couldn't <laughs> do it. Going this way was interesting. So you were a competitive <coughs> gymnast, and you started to seven years old. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So what was your childhood like? What was your neighborhood like? Was it, were the homes close together, or were you more in the country? Or <coughs> oh, I was rather growing up in the city but it was not uh, it was not uh, very um, it was not a metropolitan area or something like this um, I was born in Cologne the first seven years in Cologne and um, was a very green uh, area there and actually there was a hospital uh, opposite of, of our uh, place where we were living uh, we, we actually lived in the beginning in an apartment it was a big apartment and I had to walk to the kindergarten, actually. And I, I, I remember, not I remember, maybe it's, it's that they told me that, but I got lost uh, one time and then, uh, but I found my way home by myself, but I was crying. And um, the hospital had a rooftop and there was a tree. So uh, with, with our gang, we actually uh, climbed up on the, on the roof of the hospital and we collected some wood and we made a fire and then somebody actually stole some sausages 
and we, we did some barbecue on the, on the hospital top. But how, how, the, were, you, how were you when this happened? I was uh, maybe f uh, five years old or something like this. At five years old you did that? Yeah, the others were older, so I, I, I always enjoyed um, being with older uh, guys. And uh <coughs> so it, there was a kind of a thrill, you know, do, doing these kind of things. And uh, it, was, uh, it, it was fun. And <laughs> we, we were actually not found doing this, but we, <laughs> we were really uh, in a kind of a, a thrill doing this. So, <laughs> so that's how you were growing up. So what other things did you do? Of course, you rode bicycles, and you said you were good on skateboard? Skateboard I started later, um, but I had the skills. I did also windsurfing and played, played the piano and, um, of course, going to school. Uh, and we always spent long vacation in the south of France or in the wintertime in Switzerland. Uh, my grandparents had a, a wonderful uh, chalet in Switzerland and uh, so I, I learned uh, skiing also very early. And in Switzerland, you have uh, the Swiss Ski School, which has six uh, basic steps or six levels. And we did all the six levels. And then we also did some, some racing, ski racing. So you said and your grandparents on your father or mother's side? Uh, mother's side, actually. On your mother's side. Yes. So your mother's Swiss? No, my no. Th I mean, they had just a, a house in so Switzerland. So everyone's German, but and we also had a house in in uh, the Netherlands, uh, which was at a river. Uh, we had horses there, um, so we, we could do uh, basically uh, horse riding as well. So, from mm. what age were you doing mm. all of this? Mm? From what age do you remember start doing all of this? This was since early childhood, basically. So that's so all you um, ever remember. That was your lifestyle, having the a lifestyle. Horse. I mean, it. We had. The lifestyle that, for example, this the house in Holland in the Netherlands was only an hour and a half by car driving. So we went there often for the weekends, and sometimes we had longer weekend. Uh, and we we had a motorboat. We could do water skiing on on the river. Uh, there was also a lake which was owned by a friend of my grandfather, which was a private lake. So we we could just uh, there was also a, a rowboat and. Uh, my grandfather had set up uh, what what how do you call it? Um, so I could have rings and I could also oh, the high bar, the high bar. Yeah, the high bar. Okay. The high bar. So did we, you we do? Did you know how to do giants? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So th we could practice there and. But then you um, had rips and everything too. You had you had all the calluses. Yes. And when they sometimes they tear and. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> and then I don't know, but they used to make us they chalk it. Mm. get chalk yes. and we'd have to go like this to mm. try to make it harder yeah we did that and then we had the spray mm. for hard hand you remember that yes yeah. <laughs> and then we had the grips you put on mm. the leather grips you put on but I did, did you have the wood part in there when you were younger I think uh, you probably had the wood I think it was metal oh you uh, had metal that went here yeah so for mm. we didn't mm. we just had the grips and sometimes the grips would pop mm. when you're doing your giant yeah and then you come off and if you're lucky, you didn't that's get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That could be painful. Tell me about it. Yeah. But that's gymnastics. <laughs> you had to have a very mm. high pain threshold to be a gymnast. Mm. 
So you'd go to, you had water skiing, you could do horseback riding, what else? In Switzerland, uh, of course, we did uh, skiing in wintertime and in summertime uh, we went uh, into the mountains uh, hiking, mountain climbing and uh, sometimes, yeah, uh, you, you can do a lot of things in the mountains basically. Right. And, and we had a long, we, I had always long hikes actually with my father, especially with my father, also with the whole family, but... Um, what did your mother do? Hmm? What did your mother do? Yeah, she, she also joined us for, for the hiking. Did she, did she work at all? Uh, she actually, I mean, she's, she became a school teacher, uh, but uh, she did not practice uh, teaching. Um, she, I think she broke up her studies in, in between. Uh, because I was born actually when she was uh, 20 years old so okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah so she she was always there for for us so she was always there so she mainly yes. made sure she took care of the two of you or the three yes. of you the three of you <laughs> she had yes. three boys and your father had two she was I mean she uh, is great she's a great cook at an early stage I mean nowadays people uh, think about organic food and they think about how to how to eat and how to eat healthy uh, my mother has been thinking about this and has been reading books about it and has uh, practiced this kind of healthy organic food since we were kids since so, we were kids so may maybe that's one reason why I'm still healthy actually yes. so you know do you know John Walsh uh, yes, yes, of okay. course. Mm. He made a very poignant point the other day when he was here <coughs> on the podcast. He said when we were kids, because mm. he's close to my age, yeah. there was no such thing as organic food. Mm. Yeah. It's mm. all organic. Then yes. the food companies, mm. as they started processing the foods more and more, mm. flipped mm. it. Yeah, yeah. They've mm. got you calling what they produce, which is not food, mm. food. Right. And then they call real food organic. Mm. And they charge <laughs> you more to get real food now. It costs you more to get organic Yeah. if you buy yeah. it through the store mm. instead of getting their processed mm. food. Yeah, now, <coughs> I mean, uh, nowadays, uh, even the large corporations and uh, the so-called world leaders realize that uh, the, the industrial uh, agriculture and, and mass scale production has destroyed uh, <coughs> our food systems basically and if we destroy our food systems uh, we destroy the foundation of our life basically so I mean this this is uh, this would now lead from the childhood into <laughs> what I'm doing right now actually. kind but of but prior <laughs> to that but let's go back to your childhood yes. a little bit I want to mm. ask you this so, with the lifestyle that you had, did most of the kids in your neighborhood have the same lifestyle that you did? Uh, no, I, I wouldn't say this. So did you know that? Did you know that when you were growing up? Um, How old were I you when you started to realize <coughs> there's a difference between your friends in the neighborhood and you? Mm, <coughs> that's a good question. Um, maybe I. I mean, I didn't. I didn't think that it was really special when I when I was a child, but. Um, and I also wished that, and, and of course, I mean, sometimes we took other children with us to, to Holland, for example, or 
even to Switzerland um, and shared these experiences with other people. But um, I, I don't know. I mean, I didn't have the feeling that I was privileged or something like this. I understand so that. Of course you didn't. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. When did it hit you <laughs> and you realized that you were privileged? When? Because there's a time that that comes. Yes. When you're, it's like, for example, let's say mm. you're Superman. Mm. And you can do things that nobody else can do. Yeah. But you don't know it at the beginning. Right. Right. Until somehow mm. or another, enough people are telling you, they come on the trips with you or whatever, and they go, wow, you know how to water ski? They don't even know what that is. And yes. then they see a horse <laughs> for the first time, they go, you get on top of it and you can ride it? Mm. And yeah. you're already at home playing the piano, but that was part of your life already, always. So your life, when, mm. did, you, when did you think your father's job you, you was know, different I than mean, your friends? Um, <coughs> when, when you're a child and... Mm. Uh, the the adult people said that I have this tempting smile. I have these uh, how, dimples, how do you call it Dim dimples. dimples, dimples, and um, in Jap Japanese you say chia hoya mm -hmm. saderu. Mm -hmm. So you you are cheered up by 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 everybody, uh, my uh, parents and my also my grandparents, especially my grandfather. He he celebrated a big birthday party, for example, and then all these. Uh, people came to to celebrate these birthday parties, and then we are there as children. And of course, we 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 are urged to to help and to serve the guests and so on. But they all they they all say, "Wow, you oh you have been, you grow tall." And of course, it, every time they say, "Oh, you became very tall," you you say, mm -hmm. "And uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah." In, in our family, we, like I said in the beginning, we had a lot of these um, philosophical discussions as well. <coughs> and I was reading a lot of books. So, and we, <coughs> we were also reading books together. I was reading together with my father. Uh, he was reading books to us in the evening uh, before sleeping. And um, then <coughs> we ask questions, and uh, through the books, through the films, through our discussions, uh, we got uh, an understanding that, of course, uh, there there are people in the world who actually suffer, and and a lot of people who suffer, and um, even though we didn't have the the feeling to be very privileged uh, we we had this awareness that uh, this is not the only existing world so that that there's a lot of misery and a lot of um, suffering in the world and uh, yeah so we 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 were always aware and and um, especially my my mother was very social social very very she always wanted to help people. Her name is Elizabeth, you know, and, and Elizabeth, there's a holy Elizabeth, you know, I don't know if you know that, but um, uh, that's the reason why my grandfather got, got the name for her, to, to make her <laughs> this caring uh, person, and she, she became... This is your mother doing well? Your mother and father are still together? <coughs> they, they are doing well. That's they are fine. together. That's I mean... Fine. This is also it's something in our modern times which does not exist so much uh, that you have a family which always keeps together 
And for me, uh, this is also one of the biggest values that I also have my family now. And um, I have only been married for, I don't know, 17 years. 17? 16? No, 16. 16, 16 years. years. Yeah, how 16 many children years. do you have? Uh, two, actually. Two and boys. How two boys? Yeah. Mm. So you, you copied your father? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> how, yeah, many yeah. Years, how many years difference between the two boys? Uh, they are only three years difference. Okay. So are they close? Uh, are you getting them to be close? Yeah, they, they are close. So how old are they now? Uh, actually, my son had birthday the day before yesterday. Um, okay. He he is now fourteen years old. 14. So he's getting tall. And uh, yes. are they taller than you? Uh, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. <laughs> are you taller than your father? Yes. You are. Mm. Okay. And your mother, of course, you're taller than her because your yeah. father's taller than your mother. Mm. Right. So how old is your father now? Just out of curiosity. <coughs> he's seventy-seven now. Okay. Yeah, he's a young 77. man. Yeah, he, he will be 78 this year. Okay. Actually. Oh, yeah. that's good, that's good. He's I mean, he's, he's very fit. Uh, he is doing uh, still windsurfing every year in summer. <coughs> he's also playing jazz. Uh, he plays uh, several instruments and... Um, what are some of the, okay, what are the instruments he plays? He plays the clarinet, uh, the saxophone, the flute. Uh, he also plays piano and guitar. Uh, so, <coughs> is, you know, does yeah. your brother play an instrument too? Yeah, my brother is a professional musician. Oh, you so said that. I'm sorry. That's right. He's you a just said that. classical uh, guitar, and he's actually one one of the best uh, guitarists in the world. Is that right? Yes. What's his <coughs> name? Stefan. Stefan Schmitz. Uh, so, if you Stephen if you Schmitt. go on YouTube, Stefan Schmitz guitar. Uh, you you will find his uh, right challenge. Right away. And mm. your and your mother, sh what instruments does she play? <coughs> she learned uh, piano uh, when she was uh, a child, but uh, she stopped at a certain time. But she likes singing, so we 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 have been, uh, and she's singing in the in the choir in church. Mm -hmm. They do a lot of uh, camping actually with with a camp camping car. And my father takes the guitar, and then they sit outside the, uh, in when the sun goes down, and they're singing uh, together. So <laughs> that is beautiful, beautiful. Does he still have a beard? Does he still have a beard? Yeah, a beard. Has he always a beard? A beard, uh, a beard yes. He has, has he a always had a beard? Uh, I only him? remember him as a beard. So, but you see him all the time. He's your father. <laughs> yes. He's never. He's never. You've never known him clean shaven. Actually. Um, my son had his 14th birthday, and now for this birthday, uh, my father sent some pictures when he was 14 years old. I have it here. I mean, I can show you. But Tell me some of the discussions that you remember having as a child with your father and possibly your mother and brother <coughs> that really impressed you, that you still, that impressed you, that you still think about now. I was um, always interested in uh, science fiction and also fantasy so uh, we <coughs> and we were reading a lot of books together and uh, science fiction would deal with space travel for example uh, would deal with exploring new civilization new planets and new species uh, and science fiction i mean there's always a part which inspires which might also inspire scientists and um, scientists, uh, they, they work on something and sometimes it's, it's a 
really a, a repetitive and stupid type of work and they don't know what they do this for. But if they read, if they would read more of these books, uh, they would be more inspired and they would actually... So we, we were talking a lot about uh, a possible future and a possible human society uh, and we were talking about uh, interstellar space travel how could that be realized or can it be realized I and mean what age are you talking now hmm? you t what age were you when you were talking to your father about that oh I mean from elementary school so okay. uh, I mean we were always talking about these things and then uh, fascinating uh, person also in the history was of course Albert Einstein and uh, so my father always uh, tried to explain me uh, the theory of relativity for example um, <coughs> I did not I was not good in uh, grasping these abstract terms like uh, the, f the formula you know the formula of, yeah. of the relativity theory but <coughs> I had was better in imagination so and um, maybe there could be a kind of a deeper intuition uh, which for example the Dalai Lama uh, he's having these dialogues with scientists sometimes and he's not a scientist but he can probably understand uh, what the scientists are talking about when they talk about quantum computing for mm -hmm. example or mm -hmm. quantum physics <coughs> my father knows about quantum physics and he knows uh, it to the details, so he would be able to draw these formulas down, which I'm not able to do, um, but uh, I'm very curious and very interested. And I have, due to these conversations, and the conversations were, I mean, they were about these potential new civilizations, they were about achievements in science, what is possible, what can humans do, what can we do, how can we do space travel and how can we fix our <coughs> problems on, on the planet. It was also about, um, about spiritual uh, elements like uh, even I mean though he was a scientist um, he was also uh, believing in God. Uh, we, we went to church and so th these were also elements of, of the discussion that we uh, tried to get an understanding about uh, our meaning of life and also death. I mean uh, what would happen, what will happen if we die? What is the soul and uh, and all these kind of things. So we 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 had. And if you uh, if you have eight hours on a hike through the mountains in Switzerland, you're surrounded by nature. Uh, it is perfect to have these kind of discussions. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> that is so good. I've mm -hmm. always loved science too. When, when, okay, so when you went through school, what were your favorite subjects? Need I ask? <laughs> <laughs> It was actually not mathematics. It wasn't uh, mathematics, it was but I would think that would be one of them. That wasn't. I, I, I mean, in Germany, in the 
to do the Abitur, which is the graduation from high school, mm -hmm. uh, you have to choose two major subjects and two sub-subjects. So I had uh, mathematics and English as my two major subjects. And then I had history and sports. So for, for these were my four subjects for the Abitur. And I liked history very much. Uh, I s I'm even now I like to do some research back in history. Uh, <coughs> I also like um, musical history. So I'm, I'm doing a lot of research on composers, classical music composers. There are so many composers apart from Bach, Mozart, Beethoven. Bach, Mozart, Beethoven, everybody knows. Because they got the but popularity, right. Do you know Sigismund von Neukomm? <laughs> no. No. Um, <laughs> but he was very good at his time. Yes. Or Karl Stamitz, for example. Mm -hmm. he, he was uh, the Mannheimer school. <coughs> Mozart had uh, visited Mannheim, for example. And if, if you do a little bit of research, you look back in history, you have a little bit of the imagination how people were living in the 18th century, what kind of troubles they had, and why they actually were able to produce this beautiful music. Um, they had, basically the sponsors were the nobility. So if you had good relationships and connections with, uh, with the nobility, uh, you could produce uh, beautiful music. And, um, and also th all these, these uh, troubles of, of these people, um, when, for example, uh, the king, yes. they did not want to work with them anymore. They had to find a new, new sponsor, maybe. New sponsor, new right, sponsor. Of They had to go to then another they, village. Then they had to travel, actually. And, mm -hmm. and uh, they traveled quite a lot. Uh, apart from music, there's also literature. And, for example, Goethe. You know Goethe? Mm -hmm. uh, Johann yes. Wolfgang von Goethe. <coughs> did you know that he went all the way down to Italy, for example? And look for looking for sponsors. Not n he, he he was, was a more writer. he was a writer and he was a, a bo botanist. Okay, but botanic. that's right, right. Yep. Did plants and stuff. Plants. Uh, he was also a scientist. He was also an advisor uh, to the uh, Thüringen. You know, Thüringen is, is uh, mm -hmm. one of the states, and the Duke, the Duke of Thüringen. So he he actually advised him on warfare and, mm -hmm. and so on. Mm -hmm. It's it's very interesting and. Um, he uh, was also very interested in nature, and he also had um, an exchange with Schiller, who is another uh, poet at from these times, and uh, there are some letters which, which have been left for us to read, and the vocabulary and the, the way of expression in this old German is, is really fascinating. So. How many languages do you speak? Um, four, maybe. Tell me what they are. German, English, Japanese, and French. And French. Christian, what I'm thinking about right now, do you think it's because you were raised mm. with so many different interests that you were able to really go into depth in? Mm. They weren't things, this was your life, mm. to do several different things. So that's made you basically the person you are today. So what are... When you went to college, you had those, <laughs> out of high school, you had those four subjects. Yes. When you mm. went into college, what did you focus on? It can be a blessing, but it can also be a curse if you are too 
too much interested in too many topics. Um, <coughs> nowadays, people call it how do how do they call it ADHD Eject? or something? So oh, oh, ADHD, 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 ADHD so yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. But, but, but no, but that's um, usually when it becomes mm. a tr when, yes. it, when it's troubling. Yeah, yeah. When people mm. have so many things going on, they can't. But see, you have been able to manage, and I think it's because of those discussions and having yeah. the kind of parents you mm. had, you're able to compartmentalize it. Mm. If you're skateboarding, you're skateboarding. Yes. If yes. you're riding a horse, you're, riding, you're not thinking about skateboarding when you're riding the horse. So you've, <laughs> you've yes. learned to become a jack mm. of mm. all trades and a master of many. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't look at it as mm. troubling. It's an enjoyment for you, it looks like to me. Yes, and that, that's, I mean, that's also the reason that I was fascinated by these personalities. And Albert Einstein even, he played the violin and he also took long walks in nature. He threw stones in the pond and then he looked how these ripples uh, went apart. And in his head, he made a physical theory about this. These people, they, they are different from identities which, which we should actually adopt. A Silicon Valley uh, entrepreneur or a Silicon Valley investor would say, focus. You must focus and only on this one thing. And then they say laser focused. And then I always say, yeah, uh, I, I know, but um, there's so much else to know, so much else to do. And I don't want to waste my time focusing on one thing. <coughs> I want to get more out of it, out of my time, because I actually don't know how long my time would be. My brother, I mentioned him before, uh, two years ago, two years ago, uh, 2020 actually, in September, I came home from an event. I got a message from my uh, mother uh, Stefan is on the way to the hospital, it's serious. And I said, wow, what, what is that? Uh, he had suffered from a stroke. Aneurysm? And yes. Mm. <coughs> and uh, so we didn't know if he would survive. We didn't know if he would be able to play the guitar again or if he would be able to speak again even and he had to stay six weeks in intensive care. And um, finally, uh, actually, it, it was a, a process, uh, maybe after a year, uh, he picked up the guitar again. The only thing uh, is left is his left foot, which he is dragging behind, but, and also some scars uh, on his From head. the operation, yes. Yeah. Mm. Does he have family? Yes, he oh. has two kids as well. How old are the kids? <laughs> same age as yours, or did you no, guys have uh, They are s a little bit younger. Oh, younger. Um, okay. The older one is twelve, I think. Is a, a, a girl, and the boy is five. Oh. Yeah. Now, mm. how long have you been in Japan? I'm taking you all over the place. How long? Uh, have you been here? Twenty-two years, maybe in total. Now, how did you? Now, mm. in college, you didn't tell me what you studied. What was ah, your major? I, I studied. Uh, Graduated with what? <coughs> Economics, East Asian Regional Studies. So I, I was focusing on uh, East Asia uh, with a special focus on Japan, uh, learning Japanese as a language. And <coughs> economics and business administration was the main subject, but also sociology and geography were uh, side subjects, basically. Right. Now, why? 
Uh, got, why? What, what created your interest? I'm sure you and your dad never talked about Japan. That wasn't one of the uh. topics. <laughs> so where did yes. that interest come in? I, I, when I started answering your question, uh, I said it could be a blessing or a curse yes, yes. Uh, to be very curious for many, many things. And if you are curious in many things, you, you would have many ideas what you could study, actually. And uh, there were these um, mobile advisory centers which came to the schools and they set up their, their small center and, and you could go there and they had a book which they gave for free to everybody which contained all the universities and all the study subjects in Germany. And um, I had a different interest. So I, I thought it might be great to become an, an artist or designer it would be great to become a journalist. It would be great to become a doctor. It would be great to become a, a scientist. And I thought um, it could also be great to become successful in something and you have a more generalist um, approach. And then we were looking through these books. Now this is when you first got into college. Before oh, getting it. Before you, okay, before yeah. you got it. So okay. we, we you tried to decide your major, which you were going to focus decided on. Decided what, what, what to choose to study. Okay. And then basically we, I cut out everything which I didn't want to do. I actually did not discover this. It, it was called Ostasian Wissenschaften, East Asian Regional Studies. My father found this and then he said, oh, this is, is great, it's convenient because it's uh, close to where we lived at that time. We were living in Wesel and this was in Duisburg. Um, and I could go by train, basically, living at home. It was a, an hour train ride. Wait, East Asian mm. Studies was close? You mean the college that the provided? College, the oh, college. I see. Okay, the okay. College. So it, it was convenient. So that was the biggest reason mm. why. <laughs> yes. So wh why don't you go there? My father said, why don't you go there and um, you uh, get to know these people? I went there and every other uh, faculty was in the university, but they had an own villa with a garden. They had a, it was called East Asia Villa. And uh, so I went to this villa and it was a very uh, familiar kind of atmosphere. So um, I was going in and they had some cherries from the tree in, in, the, in the backyard. And you know, take some cherries and get, get a coffee and then we had a conversation and this, especially this guy who was teaching Japanese, he was half Japanese and half German, he, he was a very nice uh, person and so I basically, uh, that made me, that made my decision to study East Asian Regional Studies. <laughs> wow. And so that, that's why, that's why I came to Japan in 1997 for an exchange uh, program, basically. Okay. Is that when you met your wife? Um, not yet. I, 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 didn't met, I didn't meet my wife okay. in 97. I met her in 2000, actually. 2000? Yeah. In Tokyo? In Tokyo. Okay. So your wife is Japanese, I'm assuming? Is Japanese. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. She is from uh, Iwate, actually. Iwate, yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> Does she speak English? She speaks English, but uh, her German is better than her English. She had uh, stayed one and a half years in, in Frankfurt, in Germany, actually. Not, not with me, but... Uh, okay, but prior to you? Yes, yes. Okay. Mm. So your children, what do they speak? 
Your two sons. They are bilingual, uh, German Which? and Japanese. Okay. And they learn also English now. No? So okay, so they'll be trilingual. Yeah. When they finish. Do you have them at the at the Dutch the German school or do you have them German at school? Oh, yes, you do. Yes. Mm. Okay. Did you ever put them in Japanese school? There were these uh, summer programs uh, at a nearby elementary school I where we live, and in order to let them experience also the Japanese school, uh, we put them there for two weeks uh, during the summer holidays. Mm -hmm. mm. That's so interesting. Let me ask you this, Christian. What surprised you, the first big surprise you got in Japan? <laughs> the first big surprise? <laughs> Actually, uh, I thought that uh, Japanese people would be extremely uh, disciplined and so everything they do would, would, would follow a, a certain kind of uh, protocol. And w then when I came the first day to the university, for the exchange program, uh, I saw that people were walking around with shorts and t-shirt and I was wearing suit because I was thinking that uh, everybody would be wearing uh, suits and, and would be... Uh, so I, I, that was a surprise but it was, a, it was kind of a surprise in, a, in an unusual way. So um, I, I was surprised how casual it was and... Um, I like to end the podcast by asking this question, Christian, and I do want to have you on again. Mm -hmm. I want to have you on because we have to get further in depth because you—that's how you think. Mm. You and I think I like to think I think the same way. Mm. There's so many different areas I could take you, and that's why the podcast you had before was part four. Uh. You can't just talk to you about <laughs> one thing. Let me ask you this: I need to, if you were to go back in time, mm. knowing what you know right now, yes to see the younger Christian, mm. what time would you go back to and how would you be and what advice would you give yourself? Maybe I would go back to the age of 17. Um, the age of 17, uh, it was the start of something uh, which I was then afterwards going through for about six years. So it was uh, a kind of a, a disease um, which made me face death basically so <clears throat> with everything I know now I would probably be able to fix that and uh, would be able to avoid uh, being hospitalized and these kind and you said if I go back so if I would go back I would probably be able to tell this younger self that you're going to have a ride, but please be careful. Don't show it to the outside. Experience what you can experience inside yourself and do what you want to do. Experience all these kind of things, but keep it for yourself. So, and, and, and then in this case, I would not have all these experience to, but I mean, again, looking back, it could be that this is the precious, maybe the most precious experience I had in my life because, yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> Fantastic. Wonderful. Thank you. Yes. I want to thank all of you for watching. Remember, this is an audio podcast as well, so you can go online. It's on all the platforms. But if you are watching this, I want to thank you for doing so. Make sure you press like and subscribe. And remember,
or should I say never forget, it's all on loan, so continue to reach for the stars because you're too blessed to be stressed. Thank you.